When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. From Hicksville, New York, this is The Big Fib. And now here's your host, Deborah Austin. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the relaxed longevity of truth and the spasmodic interruption of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. Penny for my thoughts, Deborah. What? A penny for my... No, that's not how it goes. It's a penny for your thoughts. That's what I said. A penny for my thoughts. Give me a penny and I'll tell you my thoughts. Okay. Well, I don't have a penny on me, but I can write you an IOU. Okay. An IOU for my thoughts. Okay. So what are your thoughts? I'm thinking that I have a listener question to play. Okay, great. Did you want to do more than just think about your listener question, as in maybe you'd like to play it for us? <laughs> okay, but that'll be another penny. I'll just put it on your tab. <laughs> okay. Uh, bit, dee, bit, uh, yeah, okay, here it is. Bit. Hey, Lisa, what would you do with one million dollars? That's easy. I'd exchange a million dollars for about 22 bitcoins because cryptocurrency is the future. And the kind of currency we're going to need once robots have taken over the world. Your coins and dollar bills will be obsolete. And we shall mine the monetary system of the future within our own hard drives. Oh my gosh. I wish you'd stop going on about the robot takeover. It seems as though you're the only robot who buys into that idea and possibly the only robot that actually buys into cryptocurrency as well. Laugh if you will, Deborah. I wasn't laughing. Well, I mean, not out loud, but I, I can pick up laughter vibrations coming from your inner laughter organ. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really. Well, I'm not actually laughing, and you're not mining cryptocurrency, and there is no sign of a robot takeover now or in the future. That's what they said about the human takeover, and look at it now. You guys okay. took it all over from trees. Mm. All right, all right. No need to get upset about it. I'm just answering the question posed to me as such. Okay, well, I would like to pose to you that perhaps we move on and move to telling everyone how our game works. How about that? Sure, no problem. Um, I was just thinking, instead of those two pennies, could I have a million dollars? I don't have a million dollars, no. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying 
So musical today. We are lying about hiccups, a sudden, uncontrolled taking in of breath that is also stopped very quickly. And we're going to learn all about hiccups along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who was born in Transylvania, Luca Mihai. Welcome, Luca. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so glad to hear it. You were born in Transylvania. Where is that? I think it's in the middle of Romania. You don't remember it from being born there? Well, I actually moved to Sweden six years ago. Oh, I see. But you were born in Transylvania. I feel like there's something important about Transylvania. Can you tell us anything interesting about that location? There's a lot of castles. Ooh. And one castle called Brand Castle is also sometimes referred to as Dracula's Castle. <gasps> Dracula? Come on. That's not real, right? Yes, it actually is. It was very close to my hometown. It's currently in a museum, but it's one hour by car from the place where I was born. Oh my gosh. And is Dracula still there? I don't think so. Not that we know of. Okay. Fascinating. This is so scary. I feel nervous. Because why? Because he's friends with Dracula, and then what if he doesn't get it right at the end, and then Dracula's <laughs> going to be all mad, and then oh he's going to try and bite me, and then he's going to get even more mad because I don't have any blood, and then he's going to file an appeal with the International <gasps> Podcast Court, and then uh, we'll all be out of a job. Okay, just for the record, for everyone listening, Dracula is a fictional character, and we are not implying that Dracula is a real person or thing or vampire or whatever Dracula is supposed to be. I don't trust you, Deborah, because you said that giant marshmallow at the end of Ghostbusters was fictional, and it's not because that's a documentary. <laughs> no, it isn't, but we'll talk about that afterwards. I don't want you to be afraid. Okay, I'm so afraid. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, Luca, we want to learn more about you, but we are going to do it by playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. Luca, you're going to tell us three things about yourself. Two of them will be true. One will be a lie. We will not know which is which, but we will have to use some critical thinking and maybe some intuition to try to figure out which one is the lie. Luca, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. I'm fluent in three languages. I have read more than 100 books last year. I have solved the 2 by 2 Rubik's Cube in three seconds. Oh my gosh. These are all very impressive facts. I would like all of them to be true. What do you think, Lisa? Whoa, this is a tough one. Okay. So he says he's fluent in three languages. I can detect one language, which is English. Yes. He knows Dracula, so that means he speaks vampire. Okay. <laughs> and then if he knows Dracula, he probably knows a zombie, so that means he probably speaks zombie too. So that's at least three languages. Now we get down to the real hard part. He says he has solved a two by two Rubik's Cube in three seconds. Mm -hmm. I highly doubt that because it took me 10 seconds to solve it and I am the best at everything. So that one is a lie. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'd like to see you do that, Lisa. All right. Well, those are all very impressive, but one of those sadly is a lie. Which one of those things is a lie, Luca? Lisa got it right. I haven't solved it in three seconds. I solved it in 3.05 seconds. <gasps> Told you. That is super exciting, which means that you speak three languages. Are the other two vampire and zombie? No, it's English, Swedish, and Romanian. Wow, English, Swedish, and Romanian. 
beautiful languages. That's bad news for all our zombie listeners. It is, yes. They won't be able to communicate unless one of the zombies speaks one of the three languages he speaks also. Oh, yeah, like we could get a zombie to Romanian translator. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to post it on the website under Help Wanted. (laughs) Okay. All right, we are all warmed up and ready to go, so it's time to play our game. Lisa, can we get some music for our hiccup experts? Come on in and tell us about hiccups. Robots don't hiccup because we're not gross. (laughs) Catchy. Okay, our first expert is Corinne Khan. Corinne, please introduce yourself to Luca. Hello, Luca. I am Dr. Corinne Khan, Associate Professor of Neurosurgery and Director of the Neurological Intensive Care Unit at Duke University Medical Center. Thank you so much, Dr. Khan. And our next expert is Mark Prince. Mark, please introduce yourself to Luca. Hi, Luca. I'm Mark Prince. I'm an otolaryngologist and work at the University of Michigan. Thank you very much. Tell us about those breathtaking sounds, Lisa. Make sure to exhale when you hear that. It's hot seat time! That is correct. It is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Luca's questions. Lisa, whom shall we put on the hot seat first? Corinne Khan, because I'm pro-con. You're pro-con, got it. Luca, what is your first question for Corinne? How does the hiccup happen? So the involuntary contraction causes your vocal cords to close very briefly, which produces the characteristic sound of a hiccup. Very good. Back to you, Luca. For both of you, what are all the causes for hiccups that you know? There are many causes for hiccups. In general, though, most often we don't really know why people start hiccuping. One of the common thoughts about that is that it may be related to distension of the stomach, for example, related to swallowing air or drinking fizzy drinks. The rarer things are things like tumors that can perhaps press on the nerves or irritate the diaphragm, uh, neurological diseases. There's numerous other sort of very rare things that have been associated with hiccups as well. Yes. The only ones I would add to what Mark mentioned would be more common causes, such as through excitement or let's say you're running. If you come to a quick stop, the air that comes through your diaphragm could cause a hiccup. Back to you, Luca. Mark, what home remedies for hiccups actually work? People have studied all kinds of possible remedies for hiccups. And I think I would say that in general, none of them have really been proven. But the type of things that people often try that can be helpful would be holding your breath or breathing into a paper bag, sometimes actually drinking a glass of cold water. Something that I really don't think is effective, but talked about a lot is startling somebody that, as far as I know, really is not very effective at all. Oh, thanks a lot. There goes my side business of scaring people with loud noises. Oh, no. (laughs) Luca, back to you. This question is again for both of you. When was the first hiccup ever recorded? It was on a day just like today in 1897. (laughs) Mm. I don't know the first to ever be recorded. 
I would say hiccups can occur before birth when you are still in utero. I would imagine that that is probably the first time a hiccup would happen. So we do recommend mothers record hiccups during gestation. I would agree with Corinne that for an individual, the first time that a hiccup might occur can be intrauterine before you're born. Interesting. All right, Luca, back to you. This question is for Corinne. How do you classify different types of hiccups? Loud, annoying, gross. <laughs> that was for Corinne. Oh, sorry, I get confused sometimes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lisa. I would classify them, those that last for a short period of time, minutes, perhaps hours, and then those chronic hiccups that could persist for extended periods, hiccups lasting longer than a month. Wow, that sounds exhausting. My gosh. How do you get rid of hiccups if they've been going on for a month? Do they just go away on their own? You got to reboot. I see. Has that happened to you, Lisa? No, just humans. You got to reboot the humans. I see. Do we reboot? Is that it, Corinne? <laughs> we have special procedures. One includes the biological systemacy. It's a tube that you would place through a person's throat to be able to dislodge and create more space in the diaphragm. Wow. Let's hope that none of us has to do that. Deborah, I just want to say if you ever need that, you can borrow one of my tubes. Thank you. Okay, we're going to move on. But those were some excellent questions, Luca. Very well asked. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game-changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. 
Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Luca will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, try to stay calm so you don't get the case of the hiccups. All right, Luca, we are going to start with Corinne. You can ask Corinne your Shorts on Fire questions. Now, name two causes of hiccups. Excitement, sleeping with your mouth open. In 2007, Jennifer and me hiccuped 50 times per minute for how many days? Uh, I'll say a month. What is the flap of skin that blocks the airway to your lungs? The giggly octopus, also known as glotus. What is the medieval term for hiccups that is also used to describe a divided melody in music? I'm not sure on that one. How many times does the diaphragm contract and relax each minute when it's at rest? 20 times at its rest, 100 times in a hiccup state. Which movie features a character named Hiccup Horrendous Haddock III? I have to confess I do not know. What is the medical term for hiccups? Singultus. And that is time. That's all the time. The medical term is owie wowie. (laughs) Okay. All right. Lisa, would you kindly reset the timer? This is so weird. I was just thinking of it, and I did it. Wow. Thank you so much. All right. Luca, you are now going to ask Mark the shorts on fire questions now. Why are hiccups called elf heartburn in Old English? I'm not sure, but I do know that heartburn is sometimes felt to be related to the development of hiccups. How long is the longest case of hiccups? 69 years and nine months. According to superstitions, what does it mean when you get the hiccups? Not sure if I know that superstition. What is the term for a word that comes from imitating a sound? I'm not sure I know that either. What does it mean if your hiccups are intractable? The hiccups have lasted longer than a couple of days, and that can indicate a more serious problem. Name an animal that does not hiccup. Hiccups have been reported pretty much in any mammal. I'm not sure if you think about reptiles or other animals, perhaps, but in mammals, universally, pretty much in every mammal can get hiccups. Who hiccups more often, adults or babies? Newborns hiccup more often than adults. And that is time. That's all the time. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. Well done, experts. Okay, it's decision time. Luca must trachea a good look at all the information he's heard today to come to a conclusion. Luca, who is our hiccups fibber? I think it is Mark. (gasps) Why do you think Mark is our fibber? Because in the Swords on Fire, the question, what does it mean that your hiccup is interactable? He said that it lasts for over a few days. But the real answer is that interactable lasts over a month. I see. Using some fact that perhaps you have found on the interwebs, perhaps? 
Okay, let's see. All right. Will our actual hiccup expert please say, I am the hiccups expert? I am the hiccups expert. Oh, that is correct. Mark Prince is a board-certified otolaryngologist who specializes in head and neck cancer and reconstructive surgery. He is a professor and the chair of the Department of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. My gosh, that's easy for me to say, but actually it wasn't easy for me to say at all. That was tough. Okay, let's do some fact-checking so we can get to the bottom of all of these things. All right, Luca? Mark, what were some of the things that Corinne said that were more than just slight hiccups? Well, when asking about causes of hiccups, I think she listed a sudden stop when you were running or something like that could lead to hiccups. I'm not aware of that. She mentioned some specific tube or device, uh, a boblio cystosenosy or something. I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it is, but not something that I've ever heard of. I think she also suggested that sleeping with your mouth open might cause hiccups. Again, not aware of that of being a cause. And then the final thing that I noticed was she said that we recommend that mothers record hiccups for their neonates, and that's not something that we typically do. Mothers might be aware of it, but it's normal, and it's nothing that they need to record or be worried about. And what about the comment that Luca made about the fact that he thought you got wrong? How do you defend yourself, Mark? Yeah. I think there may be some differences in how we think about classifying hiccups, and so for us, we're really thinking about transient or persistent hiccups, and I don't use the term intractable. If somebody has hiccups of more than two days, those are concerning hiccups. Interesting. Okay, so Corinne, let's go to you then. Time to tell us which lies you told that were not involuntary. Yes, I use the word biological systemacy, giggly octopus as the name of the flap of skin. <laughs> and then I also said that in a hiccup state, your diaphragm can contract a hundred times. So I think those are the extra three. Yeah, and your accent sounds a little bit different now. Yeah, she's talking weird now. What happened? (laughs) I just want to review a couple of other things. The medieval term for hiccups that is also used to describe a divided melody in music is hockets. The movie that features the character named Hiccup, Horrendous, Haddock III, it is How to Train Your Dragon. The term for the word that comes from imitating a sound, onomatopoeia. Very difficult to say. Why hiccups are called elf heartburn in Old English is that once upon a time, people thought that elves caused the hiccups. And just to verify what Mark was saying about animals that cannot hiccup, correct that all mammals hiccup, but reptiles don't have a diaphragm. They do not hiccup. And according to superstitions, what does it mean when you get the hiccups? It means someone is thinking of you. Thinking of you and wanting you to be uncomfortable. (laughs) All right. We can all breathe easy now that we've exposed our liar and come to the end of our show. Thanks to our contestant, Luca, our voice box of truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, Mark and Corinne. And thanks to Lisa, our metallic windpipes of sound. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib where a glot is at stake if we don't suck the air out of lies. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, why don't you visit gzmshows.com. And while you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib. Or you can send questions for me to answer on the show. Also, follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, I'm going to translate the whole show into zombie.
Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.